Hi, Sarnas. Just wanted to call and say Merry Christmas. Welcome to day eight of the Cerna Centric Podcast. I'm AC. And I'm Veronica. And uh, this is the Cerna Centric Podcast. This is historic. I think with eight episodes <laughs> in like the span of two weeks, something like that, yeah. put out more content than ever before. And uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys are liking it. I don't really know. Wait, did you hear the message in the beginning? I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't have expected anything better. It's so cute. That send us, was <laughs> our, send us more messages, friends. Um, Six, goddaughter. Yes, our goddaughter Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a cute message that you want to send to us, six two six six hundred eleven eighty one for a chance to get featured at the beginning of the podcast. You can say Merry Christmas. You can say Happy Hanukkah. Anyone out there who might be listening. Uh, <laughs> Who's a part of the tribe by any chance uh you can you know whatever not whatever we have the right to uh, not play your thing but if you want to you're welcome to join the festivities and wishing our audience a merry christmas or there's something only like four that. more episodes there's only so a couple more episodes get in who knows what will happen after that i'm sure we'll continue the podcast but you we'll know, see what the demand is probably back to uh one a year or something <laughs> like that yeah. i think we've uh oversaturated the market yeah, here no, there's too many episodes it might feel like there's too much christmas i i no i don't know if too much christmas so we're still technically in the christmas season right it goes all the way to the baptism of the lord which is the sunday coming up here on the whatever 11 12 something like that mm-hmm. so we still have another week of Christmas, technically, mm-hmm. but I'm getting the sense, because of things you mumble around the house, that you are done with Christmas, at least I, with the decorations in the house. I think I'm just, yeah, there's like a lot of snacks and cookies and candy all around, and I think that I already understand that I can't have all of these things, and I'm just like ready to give them away and just give them, this, this is probably where all of... Like, you know how all the offices, when I used to work inside the office, they used to bring all kinds of snacks to, not snacks, but like holiday treats to the office. This is where they come from, from everyone who receives them and just like. And people bring them to the office. Can't have them anymore. Yeah. "Yeah, You guys eat it. Yeah. I want to drop this off at an office somewhere. You guys eat this up. Go ahead. Tell us where your office is and we'll drop off. (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of giveaways, should mm -hmm. we let the audience know what we decided to do? Well, friends, there's good news and there's bad news. Mostly good news. Mostly. Mostly good news. So the instructions were mm-hmm. to like the post that we posted on our Instagram. Follow us. Follow, post, comment. Yep. Follow, post, comment. Follow, like, comment. That was the Dang instruction. It. Yes. Follow. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have won anything. Yes. You would have. So follow, like, like comment. Com- correct. Mm-hmm. Follow, like, comment. Four of you followed and liked and commented. Mm. And uh, because my wife is very generous and I guess has some time in her hands or something. Go ahead. You tell. You go ahead. You can tell. I will be making three cakes. That's right. Yeah. So three because two Mm -hmm. of them actually live. They're married to each other. Yeah. So they live with each other. Well, technically the winner was Myra. 
Yes. So we put the names <laughs> in the randomizer. Uh-huh. Out popped Myra's name. Right. And then part of us, or me, was like, well, you could make three cakes. I mean, there's, <laughs> a, there's only three. We got plenty of flour left yeah. over. And all the other stuff, stuff yeah. I guess that goes into a cake. I don't know. I have enough for three cakes. So, so I'll make three gonna cakes. So she's going to make three. Now, there are other people who did like comment or or say they wanted a cake but you didn't do the full instructions so we hate to be legalistic about it but so right now we're making a cake for myra jessica and brian that's right those are it congratulations friends (laughs) the rest of you i'm really sorry like i was about to say we hate to be legalistic about this but uh you gotta do you gotta do it you gotta do the thing myra jessica so brian myra david together right 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 because they both commented Mm -hmm. on the thing but they're one family one per family all right (laughs) myra david jessica and brian brian i'll good old brian i will uh hope you're excited man similar feelings I will make those cakes this weekend, and we'll drop them off somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get you guys your cakes. Uh, you guys want to do us a solid? Go ahead and tell your friends that you want a cake on yeah. there and post something about it, and uh, and uh, tag us or whatever you do on the interwebs. Tell uh, them to listen to tell us. Tell them to listen to us, and uh, you know, we'll hold your cake hostage until. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. <laughs> it's all right. It's already done. Speaking of social media, really quickly. Oh, jeez. You hate this so much already. Uh, I just. I said one of my New Year's resolutions was to be more social media active. I don't. Okay, what does that mean, and why? Well, I don't I'd know. Like I to understand just, what that means. I was just. I thought it was a joke. It. But oh, did you really? I, I mean, I thought it was kind of a joke, but then I didn't think it was a joke. I mean, it just makes well, sense that you would on. have like this. So I think. What do you mean by? Because everyone's trying to go away from being on social media, right. where you're just like, well, you know, what? everyone in. starts zigging, I zag. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I always have been uh, the opposite kind of person. Uh huh. Not really, but I think I started as a joke, mostly because in my mind, I'm thinking. Anything is better than zero for the past couple but what, of years. What do you mean by better or worse for who? I don't know. Just like, I guess, I guess it's a neutral thing. It's not bad or good if I post or don't post, right? Wow. So, the last time you posted was on August 20th, 2018. August 20th? Yeah. 2018? Yeah. Like you have no wedding pictures on here. Oh, I, was Nothing. it? Was we got to fix we, your bio. That's okay? when we, um, was that when we got engaged? Was no. it the last one? No, the last one. Well, uh, before that was when we got engaged. And or then what was the, the latest one then? Something that you're starting a podcast. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we'll update to that. We need to update your bio. What's he, my bio says? It, does, it just says Anthony C. We need to change that uh, to Anthony R. <laughs> that's a good joke. I'm not even mad at it. <laughs> There are people at Veronica's place of employment <laughs> that whenever they send things home, they say Mr. and Mrs. Rincon, yes. <laughs> which is funny uh, because we're Cernas. Okay. Right? right. Yes, we're Cernas. Although one of us still hasn't changed their names. so You know what? The government <laughs> makes it really difficult for me to they do that. They don't, though. It's just a matter <laughs> just of to submit a form. To get that Pretty form sure, to like, fill the day out. after we got married, I sent you the link that... Uh, <laughs> Who is the wedding? The website? The not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. All right. The, the this is, this is my like, hey, goal. This is okay. My goal for 2020 <laughs> is, to change your name. is to change my name One legally from Rincon Although, to Cerna. I mean, Instagram and Facebook, how more legal does it get? 
You know? I mean, I've changed it there. So Still rocking an old email address, though. I am. I think still, it's time for you to uh, update. Uh, I don't... The uh, ring cone. I think, I think it's time. No, 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 no. Send me an email. No, don't send her an email. No one send her an email, okay? Jeez. Cernacentric at gmail.com. Yes, cernacentric at gmail.com. You can forward any emails that way or send us anything you like. Not anything. Yeah, I haven't changed my email either. Do you think a good prank would would be like to have friends' emails and you just sign them up for things like promotional packages? <laughs> that sounds awful. I would hate if someone. Although I just received two text messages from like a random number from Amazon or something. Oh, like your name was picked out of a thing or something like that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know how this happens, but it does. I don't know. Anyway, so. Look at that. You won a prize? So do our winners. Our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a real uh, prize. either. I did fall for one of those one time many oh moons ago. Why don't you tell them how you gave someone your social security number one time? Well, sure. I guess we can use this as an intro to uh, my conversion story. Oh, hold on. Time about, out. Oh, I, need to, I need to take this phone call. A few moments later. Sorry. Thank you. I just, I've just i been off though, work you know? for so long. I I got lots going on. I think it's all hitting me. This morning I woke up in a panic like, uh. She did. I'm just like, oof. Lots of things need to happen and lots of people to be contacted and lots of. So I think that chill Veronica it needs to be put in the storage bin and we'll see her next Christmas. Okay, so chill Veronica, <laughs> for the record, had like... Not even 48 hours, really, like to really come out like she were half chill Veronica for most of the time. You went full chill Veronica for two days. Yeah. Is that all you need to recharge, like fully recharge? Like I mean, I think so. I, I'm like starting to like Nothing, itch. nothing. <laughs> like I need to clean this house. I, I, it needs to be cleaned. Did, I think I'm she's just... kind of like a, a bear that woke up from hibernation. <laughs> and then she like woke up and she's like, well, how did I end up in the cave? It's like, no, you put yourself in the cave, you know? You're like a bear. You're waking up from hibernation. You're yeah, like, I'm coming out of hibernation. Time to clean. Time to get everything time back in order. Time to work. All that stuff. Yes. Yeah, congratulations. Anyway. Welcome so back. Uh, we were talking about how you gave some random person your social security number. Okay, listen. <laughs> uh, I. You know what? <laughs> This, you know what? This is a good. This is a good uh, segue. It really is, because I think for a long time I was a man. Okay. Dominated by emotion. Uh huh. Okay. So I double booked. I, you know, I'm a free. I was a, at the time a freelance musician, and I double booked myself. And I'm also a people pleaser. You know this, yes? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like you, kind of. I mean, it depends more so, on who you are. I guess so, but. Um, I had, I had double booked like a thing, a graduation for a school and there was going to be a bishop there. And, um, then the place that I normally worked. And so it was like two big events, like two graduations. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to tell one of these two. And I don't like disappointing people. I also don't mm-hmm. like not making money. This is how I make my money, you know? Uh-huh. I'm afraid, hey, if I turn down the regular job, clearly they're going to be upset. The other, I like, one of these two places is going to fire me. I'm also an extremist. Right. So really, what's the worst that could happen? Be like, okay, well, we'll let us know next time. Else. Yeah, <laughs> You know, really, that's all it's going to be. Uh-huh. Um, 
But I finally had decided, okay, the other place that hired me with the bishop, I'm going to tell them no. And maybe they'll have to go without music. I don't know, you know. Uh, so I rolled up to that place, and I was like, hey, listen, I double booked. I'm really sorry. I, I didn't, um, I, I don't know. I just, maybe I, I took down the wrong day, the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you talking about? We never booked you in the first place. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, this is great. Never mind, you know. So I was in this really good mood, and I'm driving home because uh-huh. I drove all the way out to this place just to have this conversation with these people. You know, I'm like face to face. I'm gonna let you down. Let me do it face to face. You wow. know, I don't know. I'm not that way now. I'm like, meh. I just won't show up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, no, I don't do that, guys. By the way. Um, so I was like driving back, uh, and I was like, uh, I got a phone call from a number, and they're like, "Congratulations, sir. You won a prize." I was like, oh, "A prize? Geez. What an amazing day!" I won a prize and I got out of this thing and I even told them like, wow, guys, this is going to like, this is turning out to be a really cool day. And they're like, wow, great, sir. That's wonderful. Tell you what, we're going to give you like a stack of magazines and a watch. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh man, I don't even wear watches, but sure. I like free watches, you know, or whatever. I like magazines. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You get a phone call. Yeah. And they say, congratulations, you won a prize. Yeah. And you say, thank you. Yeah. Did you say, who are you? No. Where are you calling from? No. How did you get my information? No. These are things I didn't think about asking. This Okay. For the, this is also <laughs> I feel like, like you were like 30 years, years old. No. This yes, is like a were, dozen were, years you ago. You must have been like 25. No, you no. Had, who, where were you? How old were you? Uh, I must have been like 21, 22. Okay. All right. I, maybe things... Listen, I know I should have been smarter, so okay. let's not go ahead and parse out everything, okay? Uh-huh. The, 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 listen, uh... I know. Now that I am in the future also with you, uh-huh. I also understand that these things were a bad choice. Okay. Right? So they say you won a prize. Yeah, and I'm what like, oh, this next? is amazing. Sounds great. Cool. I was like, all right, sir, this is what you're going to need to do. All right? To claim the prize, we're going to have to get your name, obviously, and your address so we can send you the prize. Like, no problem. Here you uh-huh. go. Oh, I think they had my name, honestly. I okay. think they had my name. So I was like, we just need your address so we know where to send things to. Uh-huh. Great. Here you go. He's like, okay, cool. Now, one of the ways these things work is we're going to need to charge you a dollar uh-huh. for the... Uh, Whatever, you know, we're going to charge you a dollar. Then we're going to reverse the fee right back to you. So we're going to need your debit card That's already way too much work for me. Like, if, I, if they had called me and asked me for to charge me a dollar, like, no, sorry. I don't know. Okay. I was like, okay, sure. Okay, sounds <laughs> I good. Yeah, I, yeah, it's definitely, this watch is probably worth more than a buck. You know, even if they don't give it back to me, I'll have oh, the watch and I'll have a bunch of magazines or something. I don't know. Uh <laughs> And they're like, okay, now we're having a little bit of trouble verifying uh, who you are, like, or your card. So we're going to need, like, um, your social security number. Oh, my god! I was gosh. like, that seems like a lot of information. For some magazines and a watch? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my god! All right, sounds good. Here's the number. <laughs> and, again, this is one of the most embarrassing oh, things, you know, ever. Wow. But uh, there you go. And... Uh, <laughs> And then I was like, oh, this is wonderful. All right, so let me go ahead and uh, pass you off to my supervisor and they'll verify. And, uh, oh, you know, we'll get you like your magazine choices or something like that, you know. You didn't even know what kind of magazine it was? Oh, they gave me like a list of things, oh, you know. And I was like, all right, yeah, that sounds good. And then they hung up. Oh. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. Wow. So then I drove home and I signed up for LifeLock. Oh I signed up gosh. for like three or four years just to make sure no one stole anything from me. Mm-hmm. And there's a box when you sign up for LifeLock, at least at the time. I don't know. It's been a while since I've had it. But it's like the question is, 
uh, have you done anything that leads you to believe that you're about to have your identity stolen? And I had to click yes, you know, because I did. Oh, so, wow. yeah, not a proud moment for me. But as a man who, who I think so, I, yeah. I hope so. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm an emotional man. Wow. I'm that guy. Well, why don't you share with us now? <laughs> Transitions. All right. Uh, sounds good. Uh, about how much you've grown, not just, you know. Well, I don't know. You know, when I was listening to your story, uh-huh. I was very moved. I, you've told me the story before, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very moved by your story because it's one that is probably not unlike most people. There is a limit for most people. What do you mean? I think for, for so we have Jesus. Okay. Right. We have Mary. Uh-huh. We have the saints. Right. And all of them, I think one thing one thing that they all share together mm-hmm. is that there are no limits to what they're oh no limit to what they'll allow God to mm-hmm. do with their lives, right? Jesus obviously is God, so whatever, you know, right. not not whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna do it, you know, he's he's, he's got <laughs> okay. it down. Mary had a choice, no right. limits. Uh-huh. A lot of the saints for a long time, some of them they had limits, and then once they removed them. They became who they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I think. I think for me, for a long time, there were lots of limits, and I think one of the reasons why there were limits is because I thought I knew God. I went to Catholic school. You right. and I had these conversations. Uh-huh. You know, Catholic school versus not Catholic school. As Catholic parents, hopefully one day, mm-hmm. you know, what should we do? Is there anything moral there anyway? I went to Catholic school and I went through the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it was fine. I think I learned all of the rules. Okay. I learned some of the stories. Um, my parents were very religious. Mm-hmm. My mom was a nun for many years, or a sister for many years. I think for a long time, I remember going to Mass all the time, you know, every Sunday at the very least. I remember this one time, we were at St. Francis of Assisi Church in Los Angeles, which I've taken you to. You have. Um, for no reason. I think I was just curious if, it's, if it was what I remembered it looked like, and it was just what I remember. Um, and my dad receiving the Eucharist, and I remember seeing him cry as he received the Eucharist. And those things have always stuck with me, but I think I'd, I didn't really experience God on that level until much, much later. Or not, you know, as going through a Catholic school, I think everyone thinks a Catholic school, maybe nobody does, actually, as I hear you guys talk and a lot of other people talk. Like Catholic school kids should be very Catholic or love Christ or, or anything. And I think the opposite. But go yeah, on. As it turns out, like we we don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we find like comfort there, maybe, or we're at least we're comfortable. We're comfortable there. We're not some people go to church and they're uncomfortable. Like we have to dress up for this, or there are people here, they're older, are they judging me, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we all feel comfortable. Maybe overly comfortable, but in any case, um, I think I just grown up in in the church, one of these cradle Catholic kind of people, and I think I was just unmoved by it all. I think maybe because I went to Catholic school and everyone said they were Catholic, but it didn't seem to move anyone. Like it didn't really affect the way any of us were living, mm-hmm. and so I think it was just kind of. I guess I guess I didn't see anyone lighting the world on fire. I didn't really see any reason to be like it was almost like take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. Like I heard a lot of God loves you. That's all there is to it, and that is true. But that's only half the truth, you know. 
And I think, I'm not sure if I really believed it. I think I did believe it. I'm like, yeah, okay, he died on a cross. But I didn't ask him to. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a pretty good person. I'm not out here doing anything crazy. Mm-hmm. So not like, why do I need you? But like, I'm kind of doing okay on my own. And a few years later, I kind of stopped going to church for a couple, for like a year. Really? Um, kind of that like freshman year. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't about it. I was really upset. Um, I got in trouble at school a lot. I, I don't know why. I was an angsty teenager at Bosco Tech. Mm-hmm. And I think I was, I was a little bit angsty. I was a little bit upset that my parents spent a lot of time at church. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they were ignoring me mm-hmm. because of, of the church. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, forget it then. I'm going to go ahead and retract myself or take myself away from the church. You can have my parents. I guess you can't have me. Wow. Um, or, you know, that's, that's for them. It's not for me. I know better. I'm already a good person. What do I need this for? And then my mom signed me up for confirmation the next year. And uh, we had Did to go on a retreat. It? No. You know, even even then, mm-hmm. as now, I love meetings. <laughs> Some people hate meetings at work. I love a good meeting at work. Just sit there and watch people talk and mm-hmm. then chime in. I agree. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then you just sit back down and you get paid really to sit in a room with people. It productive. It does. You know, otherwise I don't know what I'm up to. You know, okay. I sit in a meeting. Sometimes they're catered. Okay. <laughs> you know? So you loved meetings as a teenager. I loved meetings. Yeah. So I was like, these little like little little meetings, mm-hmm. and um, I was always a people person, so like getting to meet new people was fun. But um, I heard there was going to be a, a retreat, and I was like, heck no, I don't want to go on a retreat. I don't. Why did you find it so hard? I think my parents wanted me to do it real bad, mm. and then, and I was still upset with them. I think, and they're great people and all that stuff. But at the time, I was angsty, mm-hmm. real angsty. Uh, one time. I don't know what I was doing. One time I got in my dad's face like I was going to fight him. I don't even remember about what. Yeah. I don't remember like what it was about. But like, why? I'm not even that guy. Like, I I mean, I'm very tough. I can fight. I win anybody. But, you know, and I I went on retreat and I was that kid on retreat that is just like saying things that are like not inappropriate, but like. You suck. Like really like, yeah, like who wants to play the game? Not me. You know, like I'm a tough guy. I was on the bus. And me, and I don't know who I was with. So you made it to the retreat. Yeah, yeah. I ended up, you know, my mom's not to go. So I, had to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I was, me and so whoever I was sitting next to, I really can't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my Catholic school friends, because there was a bunch of us in confirmation together. Okay. Even though we didn't end up at the same school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we were just trashing about, like, how stupid this was going to be, and, like, how terrible, and we didn't want to go. And somebody mm-hmm. and who was sitting in front of us, another teenager. Oh, really? Even they turned around. They were like, listen, I don't want to be here either, but you guys are making it 10 times worse for me if I like how poorly you're speaking about this thing. Wow. Like, if you guys could like stop, that'd be really helpful. This is like another teenager, you know? And I'm like, okay. Did you feel bad? I No. <laughs> I felt like extra like, who the heck? Who's this kid? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, this is my church. <laughs> Kind of. Like, wow. you know, I go to St. John. I don't know who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And I went on a retreat, and this, and one of the core members, mm-hmm. like, because I was just being a, you know, a pain in the butt, he came up to me and he's like, pulled me aside. I was like, hey, kid, listen, I know you don't want to be here, but you're starting to piss me off. <laughs> so if you could stop before I have to, like, send you home. Wow. And I'm like a fake tough guy. Not that I was a tough guy at all, but I was like, oh, he talked to me. Like, he said, pissed me off. 
I can't handle that. Like, it was too much. I was like, oh, okay. You must have been terrible. Yeah, I don't know, man. How there did was, that happen? I don't know. I think I was just angsty teenager, and I was mad at my parents like <laughs> for a year. About nothing. Like, right. you know, in the end, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. But, there, I mean, there's a, I don't know if my parents, at least I'm sure they remember it, but I was everywhere I was angsty. So we went to, like, some party. We never went to parties. Like, my parents' friends' parties. We went to one, and, like, people were walking up to me, and trying to be like, oh hey, like, oh you're you're the you're these are your parents, oh great, like where do you go to school, like what do you do, what do you like, you know? Trying to talk to you. They were trying to talk to me at parties, like adult people, and I'd be like, I'm not talking to you. <gasps> no. Like, yes, I was that kind of kid, like no a, almost way. like an emo goth kid without any of the makeup or clothing, you know? Like I was really that way wow. for like a year, year and a half, you know? Okay. And so afterwards, I was like, I was just scared enough. To like, I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really want to get in trouble. I just want to, you know, pretend, pretend like, like I can like be a big you know. tough guy. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was just like over the course of the week, and the way a retreat is built, it feels like it's meant to break down the walls. You know, it's meant to like lower. <laughs> it's meant to lower your defenses so that like they can sneak Jesus in there. All of a sudden, you're like, you're, you're, you love Jesus. And all of a sudden, like, how did you guys do that? Um, when you're coming back, it's like, how did that happen? I was really mad a second ago. Mm-hmm. And I think really actually just happened at adoration. I, I was hearing people talk all week and long about Jesus, Jesus. And I think on some level, it was making me mad because I went to Catholic school and I had good parents who were going to church. And these people were talking about Jesus in a way that I didn't understand because I didn't know him, know him. And I think on some level, it's like mad and jealous. Like, how can you guys talk about him that way? You guys don't know. I went to Catholic school. You just, you're over at some public school. Like, how do you guys know this stuff? Why do you guys not feel as upset as I do? Like, I have everything you could probably want. Mm-hmm. And you guys have it better somehow. You guys don't don't carry around this anger or whatever that I do. And again... I had no reason to feel these things. I just felt them. Mm-hmm. And so like adoration happened and what did you think was going to happen? Ador- you know, I don't know. I don't think I'd ever experienced an adoration at that point. So even though I'd gone to Catholic school Catholic and been, school Yeah, we didn't, years, I don't I really don't remember church. not 12 years at that point, but oh. uh, I don't I don't think we ever did one. Mm-hmm. When, you know, we went to mass and everything, but okay. So I think it was just a combination of things, you know. Obviously you have you have the environment, you have the music, you mm. have Jesus, you have the weekend leading up to it, all, you know, all, all the stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think it just kind of like, it's like, oh, I think this is Jesus, you know? Turning adoration. Yeah. And I, and I, I didn't experience anything the way like back in, back in the day, St. John's, like mm-hmm. we were very charismatic. So there's, you know, very powerful music and the Holy Spirit moving in that very powerful way where sometimes people like faint or they start talking in tongues or laughing or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that going around the room. And I think for the first time in, you know, a year or so, I think I just felt some relief. For a moment I could just put down whatever anger I had. And I think that was that was somewhat life changing for me. So I'm like, if this is what Jesus offers, a, a chance at a slightly different life by just like I hate using the term like surrender. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, they're like buzzwords to me that sound, but nothing else really comes to mind right now. If all it takes is to surrender, to be able to be done with anger for a little while, um, to be done with like resentment, that's that's a good trait. 
you know, I'll take that all day long. And so I think that set me down a path mm-hmm. that was just a happier one, a more joyful one. And really, uh, since then, I've never really looked back. I think that, like like we said yesterday, at some point in the, in the podcast, I think conversion is not a one-day thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a lifelong journey, you know. I think I stayed in that spot until I went on net because I, when high school, I just went from retreat high to retreat high. If you've ever been on a retreat, you know that once you come off of it, you have these great feelings, these very like, if you're very motivated to go out and be holy and change the world and all that stuff. And, you know, three or four weeks afterwards, it's gone completely. And you can't wait. At least for me, I couldn't wait to go on another retreat to recapture that high. And so I went. Just chasing the high? Yeah. And so, I, you know, I went to the, the two that St. John's offered mm-hmm. during the school year. And then I went to a couple over the summertime. And I should really, I'm, I'm sure I've thanked my parents, but here publicly in front of everyone, they never said no to anything. Like, those retreats aren't free. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I helped out on retreat or whatever, it wasn't free. Mm-hmm. The summertime ones were even more expensive, maybe three or four times the cost. Mm-hmm. They never said no. There was one that, you know, I was picked to go be a leader. And I, they, I, they, my, my parents paid to fly me out to, to Indiana to go to Notre Dame. And then that's just to get there. And then the retreat is really expensive. Mm-hmm. So they let me go to those things. And, you know, it was, it, was, um, it was a really cool time. But I was just chasing highs, I think, for a long time when it comes to... to um, to faith and I thought that was faith just like looking for these what they call like Jesus moments and Jesus isn't really a moment like mm-hmm. you know uh, and so I went on net and I think I discovered there where really they, where they introduced me to the very basic idea that prayer is important I wasn't really praying ever while you were chasing high yeah I mean I, I prayed on retreat mm-hmm. obviously when I went to mass I didn't have a personal prayer life and I think it grew a little bit on net my first year a little bit not very Mm -hmm. much I was having too much fun with my teammates and all that stuff to really just like buckle down and pray like traveling and late nights early mornings I don't know how everyone else got in but they did and I didn't and I think that um I didn't grow as much spiritually in my first year as I did the second year because there's a little more routine and my team leaders um they forced us to pray at the very beginning of the day we have prayer time we're all going to meet in the Adoration Chapel, and we're going to do this. Yeah, so I, I think I grew a lot in that prayer, and that was really, really important for my growth. But then I went away from that, um, and it kind of took a dive again. When you came back? Yeah. So, I mean, it didn't, not like I went to zero, but I didn't take it as seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it just kind of went on for a long time. And I think once I... And this is you know, just in the last couple of years, believe it or not, I just kind of stayed there. Like I'm in, but I'm lazy. Mm. I'm in, but I'm lazy and I'm doing my best, Mm -hmm. but my best isn't very good because I was relying on my own strength and I don't have a whole lot. And so, um, I think, I think that, and this is crazy to say, because I didn't think I'd ever say this, like, because I'm not a Virgin Mary guy. Okay. I just wasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm more like, I think for a long time I was like, Jesus is more important than everything. So like, we skip all the other stuff and go straight to Jesus, right? It really wasn't until I incorporated the Virgin Mary more that I really started to grow in lots of different ways. Because she knows Jesus better than anyone. And I think she started introducing me to Jesus in a different way. In a way that made me want to stay close to him. 
at all times, not just when I'm feeling good about it or uh, when I feel like it. Just like I think she deserves a lot of the credit. You don't know this, but uh, one of the days we have a little altar here in our house, a little corner here for the Virgin Mary. I was sitting there and I was playing Destiny and I looked over at her and it felt like she was calling me. And I kind of like brushed it off like, statues don't call people. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm just doing something with my brain. But it was very persistent. And so what I ended up doing is, like, okay, well, it, it feels like you, I don't know. I just, it feels like I, I should probably talk to you. And so I just knelt down in front of our little statue here and I thanked her. I, it just felt right to thank her for bringing me as far as she has because I couldn't have done it without her. And I also asked her to keep working in me because me on my own, I wasn't getting anywhere or at least to the places where when you get to, to work in the church for a certain amount of time, you know, I've been youth minister, I've been a um, music person, I've been a core member. It can be really defeating on some level to be not where you want to be spiritually, holiness-wise, and not feel like a, like a fake. And I think for a long time I felt like a fake. So, I don't know. I just thanked her. And I asked her to keep working me because I don't, didn't want to feel like a fake anymore for a long time. She's, she's been bringing me closer to Jesus for, you know, a while now. Um, and uh, I couldn't be more grateful. Uh, and so I think that's one of the reasons why I I continue to do the rosary every day because, you know, it's it's important. It's a way to say thank you to her, too, and for her to continue to to bring out those those virtues or show me how to live a virtuous life uh, and to put no limits to kind of bring it back to the beginning, like to where God can can move in my life or no limits to where I I. I want him to take me because none of it's mine in the end, I guess, you know, it all belongs to him. And I know it sounds kind of corny, like just talk like that. I always thought it was the corny to talk like that. Like it all belongs to you, God. Like, um, I don't think that's corny. I know it's not, but like I was, I think because I didn't have that level of a relationship with God, it felt weird to say like, it all belongs to you or, uh, calling Jesus Lord or something like that. Like, it felt weird. I just call him Jesus because I didn't have a, like, uh, I don't know. It just felt weird to me. And any of you listening, if you don't do that, it's fine. Like, for me, it was just weird. But now I'm a lot more comfortable being like, the Lord is speaking or the Lord is telling me I can feel the Lord. Like, it doesn't feel foreign to me. Like, it feels... It feels like he's, you know, I I have the, the appropriate amount of, like, friendliness, but awe. You know, having that that Mm -hmm. appropriate amount of fear of the Lord, but love at the same time. That brings us us to now. And I think that the more more I continue to say yes in everyday things, you know, and it's an intentional everyday action. Okay, I wake up and the first thing I say in, in the morning, in my mind, before I do anything else, like really, I say, okay, thank you for waking me up. Today is yours. I don't know if I'll succeed i don't know if i'll fail but i'm gonna try and that's where the day starts in my mind mm-hmm. yeah that brings us to today yeah. so that's my story it's not as cool as yours because we're comparing stories no, we're not comparing stories <laughs> um yeah do you feel that 
you know, when you said you didn't feel like you can call him Lord or even like you said, you felt like a fake. Do you feel like you're a real? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that, do you think that's where that comes from? I th- like you can, there's authenticity there. Do I feel like I can call him Lord because there's authenticity there? Yeah. Um, no, I think it's just, I think it's just like a familiarity thing now. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's almost like calling your friends' parents by their first name. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it's like I respected too much to be overly chummy, but also I wasn't close enough to even think that, that I could. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I understand but like, what you're saying. I think now that I'm acquainted. truly trying. Yeah, acquainted. I think, and I think that's really important to, to say again. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I've only really started somehow to acquaint myself with, like, a slightly deeper level of the Lord than I had in the past. Um, and I know there's a lot more. You know, the more I learn about the faith, like, the authentic Catholic faith, maybe... You know, some people might say the more old-fashioned or traditional faith. The more I like that, mm-hmm. the more I want to abandon myself into that because it feels worthy of my mm-hmm. time and effort. Like kind of the nice guy church stuff that you hear now, like, hey, Jesus loves everyone. All mm-hmm. are welcome. And yes, those things are true. Anyone can walk into a church building and receive, you know, um, not receive the Eucharist, but like, Please understand, you cannot receive the Eucharist. Everyone can't unless you're, you know, in a state of grace and fully all the things you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anyone can walk in and start the process to, to holiness closer to God. If that's what all our welcome means, then yes, I agree with that. Um, but some people would say, you know, hey, whatever, you know, do whatever you want. Like, and that doesn't make any sense to me. That's not convicting at all to me. Mm-hmm. Um and a church that demands nothing gets nothing from me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe that was some of it, too. Like, it doesn't seem like anyone's really trying that hard. And we're all going to heaven anyway, right? So what does it matter? Mm-hmm. And I think, I, again, I have the appropriate fear now. And if I'm not open to that that grace that is, you know, uh, all those things that you need to, to get into heaven, if I'm not open to them, or I'm, it's not going to happen. So how did, when did that happen, like, because you had that initial conversion, right? Where you, in the beginning, where you had like as a teenager, but then you had essentially like almost like that second big conversion. Mm-hmm. When did that happen or how did that happen? I think one, I don't think she's fishing here. I think you had a role to play. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't, she didn't <laughs> fish. Fishing at all. No, no, no. I think you had a role to play in it. Mm-hmm. I think that I was on, I don't know, I, I hate using the term like levels of Catholicism. I don't know. You know, because that would somehow say, like, there's a top level or whatever. But, like, I guess there is. Heaven would be the top level of of holiness or whatever, right? Um, I've always thought you were better than me at being holy or trying. Let's just say trying mm-hmm. to be a good Catholic person. Um, and I think on some level watching you do it was, like, motivating to me. Because, again, and not to say that the people around me weren't good, holy people... I don't know. I'm sure they are. They're all trying in their own way. But because you and I became intimately involved, you know, like Mm -hmm. in a a relationship, you know, like the romantic one like we have, I saw how you did it. And I was impressed by that. And I think that was um, motivating to me. And again, the more I kind of fed myself, the more the more hungry I became 
And sometimes when you sit down for dinner, you don't really know how hungry you are until you have a, a few couple bites. And next thing you know, the food's all gone. You're like, well, I guess I was really hungry. You know, and that's what yeah. it was. I was around you and uh, just just uh, seeing how sincere you were and your want to to be holy. And I was like, well, I I should want that too, you know. Uh, and I do want that. And, and so you are a part of it. And again, the the faith that I hear from people, and I think I started searching more, like on YouTube. Maybe I, I stopped leaning on uh, leaning on my laurels or resting on my laurels, and be like, I know enough to like, I don't know anything. Like, mm-hmm. I need to learn more. And searching out people who are talking about this very demanding faith that I didn't really heard about. You know, mm-hmm. people like Dr. Taylor Marshall or um, Father Rippinger, mm-hmm. listening to their 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 homilies or, or Father's homilies and. And Dr. Taylor Marshall's talks about different things, um, how the faith isn't something you should be basing on feelings. And I already knew that, but well, how do you base it on on anything other than feelings when it's all you know? You know, just learning about mastering your the will, mm-hmm. how to like will yourself into like doing the things you're supposed to do even when you don't feel like it, um, and and going beyond just like your base animal instinct. being, you know, mm-hmm. instinct was very interesting to me. Because it's it's very empowering on some level to be like, yes, you want to do X, Y, and Z, but that's not what you're called to, and you have the power to stop. All you have to do is ask Jesus for help and then start, actually start doing it. Mm-hmm. And on some level, like, that was very good for me to be like, yes, you know. I think also along the way, um, I, you know, was doing more reading of the Bible and stuff like that, and something came up in one of the reflections or something, I don't know. And it was, um, it's the story of Cain and Abel, right? You know, you know, Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. uh, Cain kills Abel, <laughs> spoiler alert, all that stuff. But before he does it, God speaks to Cain and he's like, what are you angry about? You know, he's like, why do, why do you feel jealous? You know, if you do what is right, like you will be accepted. Mm-hmm. And then, and then God says this to Cain and it's always stuck with me because I never really thought as, I guess twofold, like sin as an active. I knew it's like a thing, but like really thinking about it and like meditating on it and thinking about like sin is an actual thing, you know? And so God says, but if not, you know, if you act rightly, you will be accepted. But if not, sin lies in wait at the door. It's urges for you, yet you can rule over it. I think at some point when I realized that sin was the option, mm. listening to God is not. They're the commandments. He's God. You can choose. Like, you just have to choose. And building virtue and being able to, 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 to conquer vice by living a virtuous life is something that I never really considered like an actual thought. You can master these things with lots of... It's going to take a lot of time. You may never get there, but if you're working towards it, it's possible to say no to the things you're not supposed to. It's possible to move forward in your faith and not just stay in the same place, you know, one step forward, two steps back or whatever. Mm. Like it's possible to move forward, you know, with prayer, with virtue, with the Virgin Mary, with the saints. Like it's possible to do these things. Mm. And maybe I'm just stupid, but like it took me a long time to get there. Like Mm. you can move forward. Like you have the ability to do it with the help of all the things, the entire institution that Jesus left for you is the mechanism to get to where he is. Like, use all the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, really use them and, and 
and do them, you know, do the things you're supposed to. Yeah. I think what I want people to know is that like, here you are, you know, this person that, you know, went through Catholic school, experienced powerful retreats, was a missionary, lived in community, did all of these things, but yet still somehow did not or wasn't able to kind of receive like all that God was trying to give him at that time. And it really is, I guess, in God's timing, right? When God wants to reveal these types of things to you or how he wants you to grow in holiness. So I think what I I guess what I want people to know is if you're feeling like, you know, you're not there, maybe you're not, you know, and maybe at some point, you know, God will call you out of that stuff and will help you or, you know, pray that, you know, God gives you the faith to be able to see him or to hear him, you know? I think, yes, I think you're right and all that. Also remembering that the universal call to holiness, like even if you don't feel like God is calling you to be holy, specifically you, he is. Yes, yeah. Like there isn't a question about that. Like I don't really feel him present in my life, so he doesn't want anything from me. No, he wants holiness mm-hmm. from you. Right. Uh, and he wants to offer you heaven, but you you got to keep his commands and you got to do all the things he tells you to do to get there. Yeah. Um, and it's really difficult. It's really difficult. You know? And it only gets more difficult. Yeah. yeah. The more you know, the more you're like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. There are so many different ways to, to mess this up and there's so many different ways. And yes, his love is greater than all the things and all that, but my love needs to be great too. Right. Like, and Jesus says, you know, if you love me, keep my commands. Like, you got to do those things. You got to do them. There's no other way to show the love. Right. You know, or or, or I'm just trying to show him love in the way I, I want to. It doesn't work And either. that doesn't really work. If I just yeah. be like, yeah, I want to love you in the way I want to. Like no relationship works that way. Mm-mm. And this one's no no different. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to me talk for a long time. <laughs> no. Well, we maybe we'll talk about it on the next podcast. But we were, we were talking about. Um, little women? Not little women. <laughs> well, yes, we saw little women. We will talk about that also um, next time, tomorrow, maybe. Who knows? Um, but you were talking about like family nights, right? Or mm-hmm. having like these things where uh-huh. we would, you know, kind of grow into you. Because we we're both talking about how we've grown individually, but also like how do we grow as family? Or more importantly, communities, right? Or just like people around us. Because if we're experiencing this and, you know, we want to grow as a family, I mean, that's not anything new. I'm pretty sure the families around us also want to experience some type of growth. And so we will talk, I guess, about it next time. What are some of our ideas about that? Yeah, yeah, because we have been kicking it around and praying with it and trying to figure out, well... How do we do it? And it's cool to talk about it on a podcast, but what do we do? And we'll talk about that, I guess, in the next podcast. We'll keep praying about it. Yeah, all that stuff. (laughs) I don't know your lingo. I just started social media again, so I don't know the uh, the terms. You don't know what IRL means? Uh, There used to be a show on MTV called TRL. (laughs) IRL. I request life. In real life. Ah, that's right. Totally lit, fam. We're going to take this podcast IRL. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you have a, maybe a story you want to share, uh, you're welcome yeah. to do what that. Is, you what know? is your story? I think that people are moved by other people's witness to the faith or witness to how God loves them. Or, you know, some people have some real tangible ways to how God loves them. And that is really powerful for other people to hear. So if you want to share your story, 
please do. We'd love yeah, to hear it. Absolutely. Even if you don't want to share it and you just want to share it with us. Yeah. Let us know that. Just though. in the beginning yeah. to say, I just want to share it with you how God is working in your life or vice versa. Maybe how God is not working. In your life? Not how God is not working in your life. How, how you're but, living in a life of sin. But me. No, not that you're living <laughs> in a life of sin, but maybe you're just in a terrible place right now. You know, like maybe you just don't. You're just not there. It's not it. It's not happening for you. And you are listening to this and you're just like, that sounds great for you guys, but I'm not there. And I just want to tell this to somebody. We we want to hear it. Hey, we'll listen. You know, like, how can we pray for you? What can we do for you? How can we assist you? What What is, you know, what's going on? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're here. Yeah. We're not great at lots of things, but we're decent at listening. Yeah. And uh, we're pretty good at talking too as it turns out again this is going to be a long episode but <laughs> we're here for you whatever that means we don't know what that looks like but maybe you don't either so it's okay we're here we'll listen and uh we won't even offer advice unless you ask for it we'll just sit here and listen mm-hmm. veronica will give you a hug <laughs> yes or not whatever you like whatever yeah <laughs> anyway cool. anyways thank you guys so much for tuning into a day eight of the cerna centric podcast christmas extravaganza Y'all have a good rest of your week and remember your personal prayer. Take care, folks. See you later.